and welcome. You are listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism, a podcast about money, marketing, and how it all goes wrong. Join us on our magical journey through a wonderland of earning money. I'm Evan Swope. And I am C.T. Kelly. Do not panic. Do not panic. Hello, listeners. So, we are going to be changing up the schedule a bit because both of us are quite busy. So, we are going to be doing... uh, Three weeks on, one week off. So, if you do not see an episode from us next week, do not panic. I repeat, do not panic. It's part of the schedule. We're just trying to free up some space so that we don't panic. Yes. Give us some more time to deliver to you a quality show. Quality over quantity, but also still quantity. So any breaks in the schedule are scheduled and normal, and no need to panic. Okay, so... Today's episode, I first heard about... Have you ever listened to, not Ron Johnson, but John Ronson's uh, Butterfly Effect podcast? I have not. I mean, it's based, it's tangentially related to this story, but his, that whole, it's like a podcast miniseries, and it talks about the rise of Pornhub and how it basically, like, destroyed all these, like, independent porn production companies. Yes. But it also hits on a lot of different things of how, like human sexuality connects to the internet and the weird collisions in like the early days of the internet. Yes. Yes. And so they did like a little mini story in the podcast about this topic. So interesting. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of the actual company was kind of vaguely mentioned. It was more about the effects of a personal story that happened with it, which I will mention, but I wanted to delve into the actual story behind the company. This, we're not doing an episode on bad dragon, are we? No. Okay. All right. (laughs) I feel like I should be able to guess what this is. Just go. Just go. Chapter one. What could possibly go wrong? (sighs) Ashley Madison or the (sighs) Ashley Madison Agency. (laughs) How does this connect? (laughs) I mean, it doesn't really... I mean, it falls into the category of this, like, explosion of people putting their sexuality on the internet. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. I was like, what the fuck happened at Ashley Madison? Right. (laughs) Uh, so, I actually don't know if you know what I'm saying. Do I, you... I don't think I know this. Okay, good. Okay, this is very interesting. So, here we go. Ashley Madison, or the Ashley Madison Agency, is a Canadian online dating service and social networking service marketed to people who are married or in relationships. Oh! <laughs> I had, I had this, I had this confused with the, uh, the Kelly Blue Book. Oh, right. <laughs> What the fuck is... I, not Craigslist, the other one. Right. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. I think I know what you're talking about. It could also be confused with Happy Madison, Adam Sandler's production yeah, there company. Are, there are so many companies named after ambiguous white people names. Exactly. It, it doesn't really mean anything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fascinating. Right. It was founded in 2002 by Darren J. Morgenstern with the slogan, Life is short. Have an affair. <laughs> the only... Like... The emotion that I am feeling right now is apprehension. Right. I don't like this. I don't like any of this. <laughs> like I said, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, boy. Uh, the name comes from... This is, I don't know why I had this on Wikipedia, but the name comes from two popular female names in North America, Ashley and Madison. That's it? So it's like literally... It, there's no meaning behind the name. It's just like two girl names to kind of make it like, girls are on this site. There are girls here. Come find girls. <laughs> Unlike Match.com or eHarmony, Ashley Madison's business model is based on credits rather than monthly subscriptions. 
For a conversation between two members, one of the members, always the man, must pay eight credits to initiate the conversation. Any follow-up messages between the two members are free after the communication has been initiated. Ashley Madison also has a real-time chat feature where credits buy a certain time allotment. Mm. So it's almost like, obviously, there's that weird element of, like, it's marketed for people in relationships. Right. But, like, it's kind of that opposite of, like, the Bumble thing where the woman has to start right, the, right. the initiation. The man starts the initiation. It has to pay to initiate. Exactly, which is like a little fishy, like already. It's it's fishy, but it's like, that is a damn good business model. Exactly. I can see this sucking money out of people. Exactly. So the site allows users to hide their account profiles for free. Users looking to delete their accounts, even those made without the individual's consent, however, are charged a $19 fee. Oh, this is delightfully unethical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is... That is, like, impressively unethical. Exactly. So you can just, like, sign people up for this site and you can't delete your profile unless you pay them a fee. Oh, man. And you, you could probably make, like, fake profiles of people exactly. that they can't delete and everything. Exactly. Wow. Uh, the full delete the full delete option claims to remove user profiles all messages sent and received. You know, don't like the claims there. Yeah, right. It claims to. That's not a There's good no one. proof. That's what it says on the website. Why do you say claims? <laughs> uh, it's claims to delete uh, profiles, messages sent and received, site usage history, personally identifiable information, and photos. Trish McDermott, a consultant who helped found Match.com, accused Ashley Madison of being a quote. Business built on the back of broken hearts, ruined marriages, and damaged families. It is. Noel Biderman, then CEO, uh, responded by stating that the site is just a platform, and a website or a commercial will not convince anyone to commit adultery. Uh, that's kind of, like, explicitly wrong, though. It's like, you, you, you've created an entire platform specifically to cater to and make it easier to facilitate cheating on your spouse. Exactly. And it's like... They're going to have affairs anyway, but it's like, but maybe they wouldn't if they didn't have AshleyMadison.com. <laughs> right. What are you talking about? Uh, according to Biderman, affairs help preserve many marriages. What? That is weird logic. Or I don't know what, I mean, I don't know if he actually believes that or not. I, there is no fucking way the guy that <laughs> started Ashley Madison sincerely believes that he is helping people. Yeah, exactly. This I'm is, doing good work. This is this is this man has cloven fucking hooves. <laughs> you know why people have affairs? Because they love their spouse so much. They want to preserve their marriages. <laughs> if anything, it's an expression of how much you love your spouse. Right. God. But. Th- this guy has, like, devil horns growing out of his <laughs> temples. Like, exactly. <laughs> you can't trust a... Th- I kind of love how bald-facedly scummy this yeah, guy is. exactly. It's well, like, what? Well, and the, it's it's weird because he's fucking over people that are already cheating on their, <laughs> on their yeah, significant... Right. It's like, every single person in this scenario is objectively a bad person. Exactly. So it's kind of fun w- to watch the whole thing go wrong. It's... I mean, there's... Yeah. Like, you feel bad, but, like... You're on a website to find someone to cheat on your spouse with. Like, what do you expect? I, I, I have a weird, perverse respect for the guy that sat down and was like, how do we monetize this? Yeah, exactly. How do we take People this... People have affairs, and they're willing to pay for it. How do we take this entirely... Like, having an affair is one of the few evils in modern society that is entirely your fault. Yeah. There's no, like, systemic problem behind you cheating on your husband. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like having an affair is like it takes effort like you there's steps and yeah, it's like you gotta really try exactly so 
you know, this platform actually serves a pretty like important function in having an affair. <laughs> right. It makes Finding it... other people who are looking for affairs. Right. Openly. And yeah, oh, just go on, go okay. on. <laughs> Ashley Madison offered a guarantee that users will quote find someone. <laughs> the website stated, quote, we guarantee, guarantee in all caps, that you will f- successfully find what you're looking for or will give you your money back. I love how much of a lie that yeah. is. <laughs> Every, like, you can't go into Ashley Madison and see that and think, I bet he'll uphold that yeah, promise. Yeah, exactly. In order to qualify, users had to purchase the most expensive package on the site. <laughs> send more expensive priority message to 18 unique members each month for three months. Send five Ashley Madison gifts per month and engage in 60 minutes of paid chat per month. Damn. So you had to like pay the most am- amount of money possible in order to qualify for the guarantee. And at that like, at that point, you're already lost. Right. Like, if, yeah. If you're going for the deluxe package, like yeah, exactly. on Ashley Madison, like you're you're yeah, gone. The works. <laughs> right. Deluxe. Right. So compounding the problem is that quote more men than women use the service, with the disparity increasing as they advance in age. A page on Ashley Madison entitled, quote, Is Ashley Madison a Scam? Is Ashley Madison a Fraud? addressed some of these issues in an attempt to win over prospective customers and teach them best practices for using the site. <laughs> best practices. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Such an oxymoron. I love it. Yeah. It's like, they're, like, it's so clearly a scam but there's a big page on the website like, Ashley Madison, not a scam. Right. <laughs> You've heard many of people talking on the internet about how Ashley Madison is of scam. <laughs> but what you did not know is Ashley Madison is of not scam. <laughs> Think about this. Ashley Madison employs guerrilla marketing techniques to advertise its site. One such technique has been the creation of fake criticism websites filled with ads for Ashley Madison and anonymous testimony that the site is legitimate. For example, the site www.ashleymadisonscams.com was registered to Ashley Madison owner Avid Life. That is fucking brilliant. Exactly. So anyone searching, is Ashley Madison a scam? They'll find this website, ashleymadisonscams.com, which will be filled with like, fake testimony saying, actually, Ashley Madison is not a scam. I found someone. It worked great. Like, I was able... Like, they, all their promises were delivered on. That is fucking brilliant. Yeah. So, like, the guys who made this site were like like they were tech geniuses like they get this like internet marketing stuff i like i have a perverse respect for someone who just accepts the role of villain right like somebody who's just like fuck it i'm gonna be a bastard and i'm not going to i'm not going to apologize for it it's like like so much of so much of like the banal evil of modern life is hidden behind all of this like Oh no, we're doing it for your best interests. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. We here at the company truly care, but seeing this CEO just be like, we're going to use the most underhanded, like scummy tactics <laughs> that we possibly, like the most manipulative possible marketing tactics that we can use. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like cigarette company executive, like, I don't know if you've seen that video of the cigarette company executive, like testifying before Congress, like 
um, there was like some, they brought some child in to speak saying like the child talked about like how his dad got lung cancer from smoking these cigarettes. And basically like the cigarette company executive tried to argue to the child that it was his dad's fault for getting lung cancer. And like, he should have warned his dad basically. Like that is like, you are definitely going to hell. Yeah, right. But like, like just, I admire the balls it yeah. takes. Just to try that. Yeah, exactly. Like, because if you're in that situation, you can't back down now. Right, yeah. Like, you're, you're all, like, literally, your only choice is to completely give up or go balls to the wall right. and tell that child his dad is a loser. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, oh, God. Like, that is, like, utterly horrific, and you're going to be thrown in the phlegathon when you die. Yeah, but, like, exactly. That is, right. like, entertaining, like, watching a train crash. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Ashley Madison also advertises with TV commercials, billboards, and radio ads. TV ads have been pulled from the air in some countries after frequent complaints. Some proposals turned down by the company's approach, including a 1.5 million euro jersey sponsorship deal with the Italian basketball club Virtus Roma, a $10 million offer to rename Phoenix's Sky Harbor Airport, and an offer for the naming rights of the new Meadowlands Stadium. So Ashley Madison, they are making a ton of money. Right, Clearly. that is that's insane. They like renaming having an airport named yeah. the Ashley the Ashley Madison Wing of the Arizona or the the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. Of course, it's the Phoenix Airport. <laughs> but it's like they have uh, money to burn, and like they're not afraid to just like chant <laughs> like we'll buy you out. Like our website, like that is like a service for cheating on your wife. I, I love like. What strange choices for marketing? It's like we're gonna rename a wing of the Arizona <laughs> Airport. We're gonna get that gonna get that big juicy Italian basketball league money. It just reminds me of that scene of, of SpongeBob when they're selling the the pretty patties or whatever. It's like we got so much money, we tried burning it, <laughs> shredding it, burying it. It's like Ashley Madison is rolling in the dough, and they're just like. What the fuck can we spend money on to advertise right. Ashley Madison? Fuck it, let's buy the let's buy an airport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A statement denouncing proposed ads was made in 2009 when Ashley Madison attempted to purchase 200,000 Canadian dollars worth of advertising from the Toronto Transit Commission on the Toronto streetcar system. With 5 of 6 committee members voting against it, the commissioner stated, "When it's a core fundamental value around cheating or lying, we're not going to let those kinds of ads go on. Biderman offered to subsidize the TTC fare rate from $2.50 from $2.75, but the offer was declined. He tried to subsidize people's tickets on the TT, like the Toronto like transit system in order for them to allow Ashley Madison ads on the subway. I fucking love this guy. <laughs> He's so bold. This guy is like... He reminds me of, like, an old Tammany Hall politician. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, like, if he gets into office, he's going to do, like, blatantly immoral shit. But he's gonna, like, he's going around, like, paying homeless people to vote for them. Yeah. And so it's, like, he's getting people off the streets and helping them, like, eat for the month. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, for explicitly inexcusable immoral reasons. Which is exactly what Pablo Escobar did. Like, he would yeah, just go out yeah. on the street and, like, give homeless people like hundred dollar bills right so that they would support him so he had the support of the people right and was basically allowed to do whatever he wanted like it's like that is the best possible 
that's the best possible version of a rich person that you can have. It's exactly. like, just fucking bribe everyone. <laughs> exactly. Because then it's not bribery. You're, you're just purchasing power. Like, yeah. Thanks, man. Right. Absolutely. Also in 2009, NBC refused an ad submitted by Ashley Madison for the network's broadcast of the Super Bowl. They a were going Super for this, the Ashley Madison Super Bowl ad. If Ashley Madison managed to get a Super Bowl ad, that would be the highest rate of divorce in American <laughs> yeah. history that year. <laughs> like, that, like, you check in that next November, it's going to be like 30% of marriages <laughs> across America just <laughs> annihilated. But it's like... I mean, as scummy as a lot of Super Bowl ads, it's like not, I mean, it is a stretch, obviously, but it's like not an enormous stretch in my mind. Like, right. Super Bowl ads are some of the grossest things, like, you know, like the most like baseline common denominator, like right, how right. do we have sexy woman in bikini eat hamburger with beer in hand? Right. Like, oh, did you know, like, you know about that, those Carl's Jr. commercials, right? I think I've heard something about them. Those commercials were created by, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think a, yeah, yeah. I he was the he, head ad exec for, for Carl's Jr. And all of the models in those commercials, those are just his friends. Like right. they, they like went to college together. Right. <laughs> they like they've like been over to her house. Right. Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> right. It's just like But it's like yeah, it's like of course it's like that's they're damn effective ads. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, especially for the Super Bowl. Right. It's sport ball. It's sport Everyone ball. gather around with a beer and some big ziti and watch sport ball. Right. It's like, of course this ad is going to do well. It's like... I got that big ziti reference, you motherfucker. <laughs> nice crew detail. <laughs> Ridged chips. Ridged chips. Um, but anyway, point being, the Ashley Madison ad would crush at the Super Bowl. It totally would. Uh, chapter two, things go wrong. <laughs> In July 2015, a group calling itself the Impact Team reportedly stole the user data of Ashley Madison. The Impact Team is the name of my competitor for OnlyFans. <laughs> God, the Impact Team. The group copied personal information about the site's user base and threatened to release users' names and personal information if their demands were not met. Another victory for Mobile Task Force <laughs> Impact Team. Uh, because of the site's policy of not deleting users' personal information, including their real names, home addresses, search history, and credit card transaction records... Ah, uh, so that's where that <laughs> claimed to yeah. comes from earlier? The fact that they didn't fucking do any of that shit? Because of this, many users feared being publicly shamed for using the site. Yeah, why wouldn't you delete that shit? That's a horrible thing for your brand to do. Exactly. But also, this, like, I understand that this had happened in 2003 when the site was first launched. This happened uh, in 2015. What? People know what the fuck is being done with their data online. Right. Like, why the hell? Like, it's already shady to just go on Facebook. Like, it's already dangerous. To right. To, going on a website for finding someone to cheat on your wife or whatever with and putting your email address your bank information your home address your phone number everything where somebody can google all of those things exactly like the impact team announced the attack on july 15th 2015 and threatened to expose the identities of ashley madison's users if its parent company avid life media did not shut down ashley madison immediately so apparently this team had moral objections to ashley madison like they weren't trying to extort anyone they're just, they just were so appalled, at least that's what they claimed, that they were so appalled by this they wanted it shut down. Interesting. They should have extorted people. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> On July 20th, 2015, the website put up three statements 
under its media section addressing the data breach. The website's normally busy Twitter account felt silent apart from posting the press statements. One statement read, At this time, we have been able to secure our sites and close the unauthorized access points. We are working with law enforcement agencies which are investigating the criminal act. Any and all parties responsible for this act of cyber terrorism will be held responsible. Using the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, our team has now successfully removed the posts related to this incident as well as the personally identifiable information about our users published online. Oh my god. That is fucking Brilliant! Yeah. Fucking 3D chess here. Yeah, exactly. It's impeccable. They got a DMCA takedown. <laughs> That's brilliant. The, the, the thing is, though, this is just what they're saying. That from my understanding, though, at least in like Canada and the U.S., from from uh, John Ronson's Butterfly Effect uh, podcast about Pornhub, for example, the U.S. government and the Canadian government are very iffy about policing this kind of stuff. Yes. Because there's that weird moral thing of like when people, when porn producers are saying, hey, Pornhub stole my videos and like isn't paying me. Like, what is the U.S. government going to do? Right. Like, they're not going to fight on behalf of porn producers. Like, porn producers are on on their own most of the time as far as the government is concerned. And oftentimes the, like, the platforms that you are producing on as a porn producer are actively hostile to you. Exactly. So... I don't know if the Canadian or U.S. government is going to be that sympathetic to AshleyMadison.com. They might be sympathetic to having, like, people's personal information stolen, though. That's true. Because that, like, that seems a little more legitimate. That's true. That adds another component to it, but it's still, it's like the personal information of people who are having an affair. So it's still that weird moral gray right, area. Right, It's like it, we're running up against the difference of, like, what is moral versus what is legal. Exactly. So, although Ashley Madison denied reports that a mass release of customer records occurred on July 21st, over 60 gigabytes worth of data was confirmed to be valid on August 18th. Damn. The information was released on BitTorrent in the form of a 10 gigabyte compressed archive, and the link to it was posted on a dark website only accessible via the anonymity network Tor. The data was cryptographically signed with a PGP key. In its message, the group blamed Avid Life Media, accusing the company of deceptive practices. Quote, We have explained the fraud, deceit, and stupidity of ALM and their members. Now everyone gets to see their data. Too bad for ALM. You promised secrecy but didn't deliver. Man. <laughs> this is like spy movie stuff. Right? Seriously. <laughs> right. Which is like, it's like proving that all the like delete your profile things were total BS. Right. Because of course they are. Like, yeah. In response, Avid Life Media released a statement that the company was working with authorities to investigate but said the hackers were not hacktivists, but criminals. A second, larger data dump occurred on August 20, 20th, 2015, the largest file of which comprised 12.7 gigabytes of corporate emails, including those of Noel Biderman, the CEO of Avid Life Media. Oh. So they got access to everything. Like the yeah. entire database of this right. whole website. They, they, that, like, that's really serious, too. Like, having personal emails. Oh, yeah. That's Absolutely. crazy. Chapter 3. Who could have possibly seen this coming? <laughs> None of the accounts on the website needed email verification for the profile to be created, meaning that people often create profiles with fake email addresses. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people who have similar names accidentally confuse their email address, setting up accounts for the wrong person. Ashley Ashley Madison's company required the owner of the email address to pay money to delete the profile, preventing people who had accounts set up against their consent as a prank or even a mistyped email from deleting them without paying. Hackers allege that Avid Life Media received 
$1.7 million a year from people paying to shut down user profiles created on the site. So people paying them to shut down their profiles was actually like a significant portion of their revenue. And well, and the fact that they're not doing it, ding, that's fraud. Exactly. <laughs> so the company falsely asserted that paying them would, quote, fully delete their profiles, which the hack proved was untrue because a lot of the, the email addresses released were the ones that had, quote, unquote, been deleted. Right. <laughs> there is definitely something to be said that like you like... Like, okay, if you delete your Facebook, it's not gone... It doesn't... It's not like they go into a server and then completely erase it or whatever. Yeah. It just cuts off your account from the rest of the internet. Mm. It's still on Facebook servers. Right. They still have it, mm. right? But it is effectively deleted. Like, it's not publicly accessible by anyone else. Right. Through normal channels. Exactly. Most. But, like, what... Yeah, what incentive does Facebook have to delete that profile? For themselves and no one can, you know, ostensibly access And they it. want your data. They don't exactly. want to lose access to your information. Right. They're not going to delete your data because you told them to. Exactly. Like, they still, like, we have the data. Like, we're just going to keep it in this drawer. Right. We're just going to remove the profile. Passwords on the live site were hashed using the Bcrypt algorithm. A security analyst using the Hashcat password recover recovery tool with a dictionary based on the Rocky passwords found that among the 4,000 passwords that they were easiest to crack, crack one, two, three, four, five, six. And password were the most commonly used passwords on the website. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> an analysis of old passwords used in an archived version so that showed that 123456 and password were the most common. Due to a design error where passwords were hashed with both bcrypt and mv5, 11 million passwords were eventually cracked by the hackers. That is, like... I mean, it seems like they have a dedicated team of hackers working on this, yeah. but that's... You're not going to do a two-step verification? Yeah. Anything like that? Like, right. you're just going to let people put in one, two, three, four, five, and then <laughs> keep that? Exactly. Which is like, it's it's just amazing that people made a profile on ashleymadison.com and made their password password. And didn't verify their email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But also, the, the, the scary thing is, basically, like, Ashley Madison was banking on people paying them the $19 to delete their profile. Right. Even if it had been falsely created or accidentally created by someone else. Right. But here's the thing about people paying money. They're lazy about doing it because they forget about it. Right. So they're going to forget that their name was, you know, falsely registered with Ashley Madison. Right, right. Some, some email saying you need to pay $19 to delete this profile. And they're like, right. fucking, I don't even know what this is. Right. But right. Th now their name is on the database. Right. Of all these like cheaters and like horrible people. Right. Like just randos who didn't even sign up following the hack communities of internet vig internet vigilantes began combing through the to find famous individuals whom they planned to publicly hu humiliate France 24 reported that 1200 Saudi Arabian .sa email addresses were in the leaked database and in Saudi Arabia adultery can be punished with death oh shit yeah so there is like serious consequences to right, having your right. name on this like list you may have just committed murder exactly several thousand us MLI and .gov email addresses were registered on the site. How is this their fucking .gov email address to sign up for Ashley Madison? Oh my god, it's like... Several thousand people. Oh my god, that is the stupidest fucking thing I have ever heard. Like, okay, if, if you work at a government office, right, if you have a, a .gov email, your office has an IT worker who manages your email. They can read literally everything you write. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you're using your staff email, it is not private. Literally every single person on the IT staff can read every word you type with that email. 
AshleyMadison.com. We guarantee that you that you'll be able to have an affair. I'm going to tear my hair out. <laughs> it's so stupid. Again, like the chapter names. Who could possibly have seen this coming? Like, these are the idiots among idiots. <laughs> it's like everyone in this story deserves what's coming. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, like, except for maybe the people who didn't like accidentally right. have except the... for the people that are like explicitly innocent right <laughs> right there's no good people here right um in the days following the breach extortionists began targeting people whose details were included in the leak attempting to scam over u.s 200 dollars worth of bitcoin from them ah there so the extortionists were there's the extortion they, they will flee to the scene of course um one company started offering a search engine where people could type email addresses of, of colleagues or their spouse or family member into the website and if the email address was on the database leak and the company would send them letters threatening that their details were to be exposed unless they paid money to the company. <laughs> That's... It's so evil. Oh my god. Right. So, like, people were, you know, smartly trying to cash in on this. Right. Because people are terrified and they're willing to pay now to right. not have their, you know, proof that they tried to, like, you know, have sex with someone, like, someone not their wife. It's... Again, it's nice to see some cr- like it's nice to see some extortion that isn't like threatening somebody with homelessness exactly or like, or like gentrification. Like right, there are so many different forms of extortion that that exist on this like horrible systemic like existential level. Yeah, it's nice to see some good old fashioned boots on the ground extortion. Just like you know, give me two hundred bucks, I won't like leak your name to your family. Right. I won't <laughs> tell people that you cheated on your wife, you bastard. Exactly, or tried and failed because Ashley Madison is a complete scam. Right, <laughs> which we will get to. <laughs> that's that's even sadder. The yeah. fact that you tried to cheat on your wife, but it's like the charge of attempted murder. It's like you know, you weren't even cool enough to murder somebody. <laughs> You tried and failed, and now you're going to jail because you weren't you weren't man enough to shoot somebody. Right, you still would have gone to jail, but now you're just a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is horrible. It's so mean. A variety of security researchers and internet privacy activists debated the media ethics of journalists reporting on the specifics of the data, such as the names of users revealed in the hack. In the hack, a number of commentators compared the hack to the loss of privacy during the 2014 celebrity photo hack, also known as the fappening. Oh God. Uh, clinical psychologists argued that dealing with an affair in a particularly public way increases the hurt for spouses and children. Like, no shit. Yeah. Carolyn uh, Gregory argued that social media has created an aggressive culture of public shaming in which individuals take it upon themselves to inflict psychological damage. And that more often than not, the punishment goes beyond the scope of the crime. Graham Cluley argued that the psychological consequences for people shamed would be immense, and that it would be possible for some to be bullied into suicide. Charles J. Orlando, who had joined the site to conduct research concerning women who cheat. (laughs) I joined Ashley Madison to conduct research! I There's a guy on on Twitter, like a quote-unquote scientist, Uh who's like... He gets brought up in right-wing circles on Twitter sometimes, but his big claim to fame is like, I've watched I've watched over 2,000 hours of <laughs> hypno-porn, and I feel like, for research purposes, and I can... Dec- and now here are my scientific opinions right. on trans people. It's exactly. Like, you fucking what? <laughs> Get out of here, you creep. Right, it's like, it's like the people on YouTube who post horrible, cruel prank videos and say it was a social experiment. It's like, not even... It's, well, it's different, even... but it's a similar, you know, defense. Well, because that's like that's cruel against other people. This is like a self-own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like... 
for research. <laughs> to do research, to do research into why people cheat, I let forty people fuck my wife. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hold up, dude. I think there right. may be some deeper psychological yeah, things here. Exactly. But who knows about this guy? I don't know him. Uh, uh, he said he felt users of the site were anxious the release of sexually explicit messages were, would humiliate their spouses and children. He wrote, it is alarming, quote, the mob that is the internet is more than willing to serve as judge, jury, and executioner, and members of the site don't deserve a flogging in the virtual town square with millions of onlookers. Don't cheat on your wife, you fucking assholes. It's like, yes, I agree. Like, probably what will happen to some people will be worse than what they deserve, but also, like, you should have seen this coming. Right. You should have calculated that this could be a possibility. If if you used your fucking .gov account yeah. <laughs> to sign up for Ashley Madison, you deserve whatever happens. Right. Hopefully nobody, like, kills themselves or whatever. Next paragraph. Uh. On August 24th, 2015, Toronto police announced that two unconfirmed suicides had been linked to the data breach, in addition to reports of hate crimes connected to the attack. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how, like, that could mean a lot of things. Yeah, that could mean a ton of things. Um... Unconfirmed reports say a man in the U.S. died by suicide. At least one suicide, which was previously linked to Ashley Madison, has since been reported as being due to stress uh, unrelated. So Mm. it's kind of murky on some of the cases. The same day, however, a pastor and professor at the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary killed himself, citing the leak that had occurred six days before. So he actually wrote it in his suicide note. So that was the confirmed. So this this, um, incident was the story on the butterfly effect. Right. Because it right. was just talking about this, like, shame thing. Like, this this pastor, you know, was on this site. I'm not even sure if this pastor was... Actually, no, I think he was married. Or maybe his wife had died or something. Mm. But, like, the culture, like... Right. It's like, like, you can't be a pastor anymore. Exactly. But it was actually interesting in The Butterfly of, like, like, the church ended up forgiving him. And it's just saying, like, fuck. Like, there was this whole, like, come together of, like... They were, everyone was kind of like slapped in the face by this incident. Right. Of like, and like a lot of people in the church admitted to like, you know, like using porn, like watching porn and like doing all these things. And like, right, right. it was kind of like a wake up call for this church because it's like, fuck, like we all have these, th- these dark things that we don't want people to know about. Like it shouldn't lead to us, you know, dying by suicide. Right. It's like the, it, it shouldn't get this far. It's, exactly. And the, like, that's honestly the best possible response is like, yeah, it's like you have to go for forgiveness here. It's like exactly. people will do shameful things. Like yeah. every human alive has done something that they are deeply ashamed of. Right. Just knowing that this incident brought a community closer together, like to prevent another tragedy like this from happening is like, that is genuinely touching. Exactly. Chapter four. Definitely not a shady company. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> So now let's actually analyze the the uh, truth of what Ashley Madison was claiming on its website. <laughs> oh boy, I'm so ready. Annalee Newitz, editor-in-chief of Gizmodo, analyzed the leaked data. She initially found that only 12,000 of the 5.5 million registered female accounts were used on a regular basis, equal to 3 in every 1,000 or less than 1%. The remaining were used only one time the day they were registered. Hmm. She also found that a very high number of the women's accounts were created from the same IP address, suggesting there were many fake accounts on the site. So fucking smart. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ugh. She found women checked email messages very infrequently on the site. For every one time a woman checked her email, 13,585 men checked theirs. 
What? Only 9,700 of the 5 million female accounts had ever replied to a message, compared to the 5.9 million men who would do the same. But if you were... But if you had that, like, deluxe edition, yeah. like, you had to be sending, what was it, it was like 18 yeah. new messages every month and paying for 60 minutes right. of contact. It's like, who are you paying to talk to you? It's like, was it, are you just talking to, like, a bot from some basement in St. Louis or something? The odds are that there's an over a 99% chance you were talking to a bot. Wow. She concluded that the women's accounts show there was so little activity they might as well not have been there. In a subsequent article the following week, Newitz acknowledged that he had misunderstood evidence in her previous article and that her conclusion that there were few females active on the site had actually been based on data recording bot activities and contacting members. So the 1% of active female users were mostly bots. So it was actually a portion of the 1% of active female users that were actually real. Even less? So maybe 0.1% or 0.5%. Like less than 1 in 3,000. Exactly. That is insane and like from a from a purely cynical business perspective brilliant <laughs> exactly they knew what they were doing and like i am baffled at how successful this was like the yeah how much money they were siphoning out of these people absolutely um Newitz went on we have a- absolutely no data recording human activity at-, at all in the ashley madison database dump from the impact team all we can see is that fake humans contacted real ones. Newitz also noted a clause in the terms of service on the website which states that, quote, many profiles are, are for amusement only. Oh, boy, he's got you in the fucking fine print. Exactly. Amusement only being code for their bots to get you to keep paying for they the are site. actors. Exactly. That is wild. So apparently, though, a lot of these fake female users were not all bots. In 2012, the company was sued by former employee Doriana Silva, who stated that in preparation for the launch of the company's Portuguese language website, so they were expanding it to a lot of different markets, uh, she was assigned to create over a thousand bogus member profiles within a three-week period in order to attract paying customers, and that this had caused her to develop repetitive stress injury. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, it totally would. That's how many fake accounts they were. This woman got carpal tunnel from creating fake profiles. I don't... I don't think I could find a thousand, like, I don't think I could find a thousand pictures of women that fast. Exactly. That is like a mind-numbing job. That's, yeah, that, that's terrible. I would, like, I would be, like, my brain would be dead. The I, law? Go ahead. Just do, like, use a bot for that. Like, yeah. that's one Perl script. Exactly. Like, I don't know if they just didn't have the technology or what, like, what their thinking was. I guess they wanted them to be, like, textured and lifelike, but you gotta pay more for that. Like, you can't, you can't have one Portuguese woman doing it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Click, 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 click. Type, 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 type. My wrists. Oh, God. Right. The lawsuit claimed that as a result, Silva, uh, quote, developed severe pain in her wrists and forearms and has been unable to work since 2011. Holy shit! So she was out of work for a year because she got carpal tunnel from creating fake female profiles on Ashley Madison. That's horrific. Oh my god. The company countersued, alleging fraud. <laughs> what? The company claimed that Silva had been photographed jet skiing, an activity that was unlikely for someone who had suffered serious injury to the hands and forearms. <laughs> We found the jet ski, jet ski photos, Miss Silva. The smoking jet ski. <laughs> the jury gasps. The judge tells the jury not to gasp audibly. <laughs> uh, 
Ashley Madison later alleged further that Silva had kept confidential documents and sought to retrieve them. What? (laughs) I don't know. You're keeping secret documents. (laughs) What? And you're going to go back for them. What? (laughs) It, like, very poorly photoshopped her holding, like, a manila folder that says confidential while riding a jet ski. It has no shadow. It's just, like, literally hovering there. She's, like, holding it above her head while, like, having a ton of fun jet skiing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they photoshopped in a talk balloon that says I have the secret documents <laughs> the jury just like shakes their head mm. they're just like I would warn you jury not to show physical reactions to the, the evidence um, in 2015 the Ontario Superior Court dismissed the case without costs a result which a- Avi Wiseman Vice President and General Counsel for, a- for Avid Life Media said the company was very pleased uh. so Ashley Madison wins uh after a three-year three court case, uh, Claire Brownell suggested that the Turing test could be possibly passed uh, by the women imitating chatbots that fooled millions of men into buying special accounts. That I do not doubt that, honestly. Yeah. In July 2016, C- CEO Rob Segal and newly appointed President James Millership to- told Reuters that the company had phased out bots by late 2015. Uh-huh. Uh, Segal shared an independent report by Ernst & Young, which verified the, pay- the phase-out. A later report by EY in 2017 showed that the bot program had been decommissioned in 2015, and EY found no evidence that the bot programs had been reinstated. Now, how come I think that's bullshit, Evan? Well, also, that doesn't mean anything because they can still create fake profiles. They just can't have bots run them. Right. Which is right. like, they were already doing that. Right, right. They're just sock puppets instead of bots. Yeah, exactly. They could just hire more Portuguese women to right. carpal tunnel, ruin their wrists so that they're like, you know, like their high potential in, in jet skiing can That's, be ruined. That, it's like something out of infinite jest. That's a, right. That is a ridiculous thing to happen. And I, like, yeah. it's horrific. Exactly. Chapter 5, Aftermath. In August 2015, a $576 million class action lawsuit was filed against the company in response to the data breach. In July 2017, Avid Life Media, which had been renamed the Ruby Corporation, agreed to settle two dozen lawsuits stemming from the breach for... Eleven point two million. So they they a class action lawsuit was brought for five hundred and seventy million. They ended up only paying eleven million dollars uh, for gosh. all of this. On August twenty eighth of twenty fifteen, Noel Biderman agreed to step down as CEO. Um, a statement released by the firm said his departure was in the best interest of the company. Uh huh. I don't know if that's true. I think Noel Biderman was a genius who was the reason they're making right. so much money. It's probably in the best interest of the general public, but maybe right. not the it's, company. It's in it's in the best interest of like the general karmic wheel of the exactly. universe. Uh, so so Avid Life Media reband, rebranded itself to Ruby Corp and reported and appointed Rob Segal as the new CEO. In the same month, the company changed its signature tagline from Life is short, have an affair to find your moment <laughs> and updated its brand imagery <laughs> Say la vie, and updated its brand imagery to replace the image of a wo- woman wearing a wedding ring, wedding ring with a red gem-shaped symbol as its logo. Mm. You know, sultry. I guess. By 2017, however, uh, Rob Segal and new president James Millership had stepped down from their respective roles. In May 2017, Ashley Madison unretired the tagline "Life is short, have an affair." Oh yay! Because their company was tanking. Oh. <laughs> Boy, which symbol, which was symbolic of the company's return focus on married dating. In February 2019, the company last year, less than two years ago, the company announced that it had reached the 60 million member mark. In a 2019 interview, Ashley Madison's chief strategy officer Paul Cable 
stated that the service helps create up to one million affairs every month. Complete and total bullshit. <laughs> that's Yeah, that has to be a lie. Exactly. And so that's the story of Ashley Madison. They Nothing happened to them. And all these people's lives were ostensibly ruined. And like at least two people died by suicide. That is that is horrific. What a bunch of schmucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, I mean, I think some of the like the management stepped down in like symbolic changes of leadership, but like they're like super rich. They don't right. care. Yeah, it's they got I'm sure huge payouts. I the the whole like oh we've passed sixty million dollars and we're creating a million affairs a month. It's like that has to be bullshit. There's there's no way. There's no way. I mean, in the companies, you know, when it, it was exploding, 1% of female users were real. How do you create 1 million affairs? Even if you have 60 million users, you know, like 1%, that's not a million, like... That's nothing. I don't know. Especially if you have to pay to interact with, like, all the different little, like, paywalls that you have to go through. Exactly. So... That's ridiculous. But at this point... Ashley Madison has, you know, claimed that, like, they can say whatever they want with no real consequences. Because they can. Like, they very clearly can. <laughs> exactly. They've shown time and again, like, whatever the fuck, like... They, they've just embraced the terribleness and they're on, like... Like, no one will be able to shame Ashley Madison into being a better company. Exactly. It's not possible. And they try, they literally tried by hacking its data, but the only ones who suffered were the people on the site. Which, like, as we said... Like, they probably deserved it. Right. But at the same time, the real... It doesn't solve the problem. Yeah. Like, there's still this platform where it's like, website for cheating. Right. Yes. Thing that facilitates unabashedly immoral behavior. Exactly. So, I guess it's still going strong, you know? I... People are going to keep falling for it, I, I guess. I don't think it is, though. It's yeah. like, I... Who knows? Uh, I genuinely don't think so. Right. I mean, they're not a public company, so, like, they don't, they right, don't really don't. know any of this. And, like... But it's like, who is... Like... And who's going to sign up for Ashley Madison in the first place? One. Two, who the fuck is going to sign up for Ashley Madison after this breach? Millennials that weren't watching the news? I guess. I don't Maybe? know. Maybe? Who knows? Right. I don't know. Maybe this time it'll be different. It'll I be trust di- Ashley Madison to have my best interest at heart. Didn't, haven't you heard? They swapped out the, the corporate leadership. Right. Exactly. They're taking this ship in a new direction, boys. They briefly unretired their very scummy tagline and then put it right back. <laughs> and I completely forgot what the, the other tagline was. It like, was seize your moment. Seize your moment. <laughs> to fuck someone else. Uh, Alright. Thank you for listening, everyone. We love you very much. Big things are coming. Follow your heart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter at D-A-O-C-Cast, Instagram at Desperate Acts of Capitalism, and Tumblr at DesperateActsOfCapitalism.tumblr.com. And remember, next week's episode is up right this moment on our Patreon. Join us there for bonus content, including an entire second podcast, Business Desserts, where Evan and I talk about current business news and whatever we feel like talking about that week. And thank you so much for listening. We love you. Big things are coming.